Here's Tuesday's edition of Transformation Radio. Hi, my name is Ben Wilson. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm 27 years old. I have a 7-year-old daughter. Through the last about 10 years, I've struggled with addiction on and off. been clean here and there, but I've always felt emptiness in my life and not having any courage or strength to overcome things in my life, not knowing how to live. About 40-some days ago, I found the refuge, and it's really helped me and given me that relationship with God that I've always missed. And through uh, coming to refuge, I've met many great people that helped me in everyday life and show me how to live. And I got to give all the glory to God. And I mean, I just want to give you guys hope that there is an answer out there for you guys, and the answer is Jesus Christ. Through having a relationship with the Lord, I've came to realize that I have a lot to offer the world, a lot to offer other people. Through the relationship that I've built, being here at the refuge, I've become really close with some guys. We are accountable to one another, and we hold each other accountable every day. One of us start to fall, we always catch one another, and they can lean on me and I lean on them, and I just want to tell them guys that I love them with all my heart, and I am truly grateful for everything that the refuge and that the Lord has done for me. Thank you.
And now it's time for our reading in the New Testament. And our narrative today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 6. We'll read through verses 12 through 38. And let's have an overview of what we're going to be reading about before we actually begin the narrative. The Gospel writers note that before every important event in Jesus' life, He would take time to go off by Himself and pray. But this time, as we'll read here today, Jesus was preparing to choose His inner circle, the Twelve Apostles. Make sure that all your important decisions are grounded in prayer. Jesus had many disciples, learners, but He chose only twelve apostles as messengers. Those two terms are synonymous, apostles, messengers. The apostles were his inner circle to whom he gave special training and whom he sent out with his own authority. These were the men who started the Christian church. Now Jesus selected ordinary guys with a mixture of backgrounds and personalities to be his disciples. Today, God calls ordinary people together to build his church, teach salvation's message, and serve others out of love. Alone, we may feel unqualified to serve Christ effectively, but together we make a group strong enough to serve God in any way. Ask for patience to accept the diversity of people in your church and build on the variety of strengths represented in your group. Now, we'll read here today that the disciples are not always listed by the same names. For example, Simon is sometimes called Peter or Cephas. Matthew is also known as Levi. Bartholomew is thought to be the same person as Nathaniel. Judas, the son of James, is also called Thaddeus. Now, once word of Jesus' healing power spread, crowds gathered just to touch him. Now, for many, he'd become a magician or a symbol of good fortune. Instead of desiring God's pardon and love, they only wanted physical healing or a chance to see some spectacular events or just to be around the big celebrity himself. Now, some people still see God as a cosmic magician and consider prayer as a way to get God to do his tricks. But God is not a magician. He is the master, maker of the universe. Prayer is not a way for us to control God. It is a way for us to put ourselves under his control. Now, as we read on here today in chapter 6, we'll come to the verses 20 through 23. These verses are called the Beatitudes from the Latin word meaning blessing. They describe what it means to be Christ's follower, give standards of conduct, and contrast kingdom values with worldly values, showing what Christ's followers can expect from the world and what God will give them. In addition, they contrast fake piety with true humility. They also show how Old Testament expectations are fulfilled in God's kingdom. And now, let's begin our reading today here in the New Testament. March 24th, the New Testament, Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 38. One day soon afterward, Jesus went up on a mountain to pray, and he prayed to God all night. At daybreak, he called together all of his disciples and chose twelve of them to be apostles. Here are their names. Simon, whom he named Peter, Andrew, Peter's brother, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, Judas Iscariot, who later betrayed him. When they came down from the mountain, the disciples stood with Jesus on a large, level area, surrounded by many of his followers and by the crowds. 
there were people from all over Judea and from Jerusalem and from as far north as the sea coasts of Tyre and Sidon. They had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases, and those troubled by evil spirits were healed. Everyone tried to touch him, because healing power went out from him, and he healed everyone. Then Jesus turned to his disciples and said, God blesses you who are poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. God blesses you who are hungry now, for you will be satisfied. God blesses you who weep now, for in due time you will laugh. What blessings await you when people hate you and exclude you and mock you and curse you as evil because you follow the Son of Man? When that happens, be happy. Yes, leap for joy, for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember their ancestors treated the ancient prophets that same way. What sorrow awaits you who are rich? For you have your only happiness now. What sorrow awaits you who are fat and prosperous now? For a time of awful hunger awaits you. What sorrow awaits you who laugh now? For your laughing will turn to mourning and sorrow. What sorrow awaits you who are praised by the crowds? For their ancestors also praised false prophets. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for He is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together to make room for more, running over, and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. Psalm 67 Verses 1-7 through seven. Could the psalm writer here have looked across the years to see the gospel go throughout the earth? Well, this psalm surely speaks of the fulfillment of the Great Commission, which is outlined there in Matthew 28, when Jesus commanded that the gospel be taken to all nations. Count yourself among that great crowd of believers worldwide who know the Savior. Praise Him for His good news and share that gospel so that the harvest will be abundant. Now, every verse in this psalm mentions God's relationship with the entire globe. The intended audience of this message spans the world. God repeatedly spoke to and through His people about His love for all nations. So we'll read this psalm with the realization that it was written for and about you. Psalm 67, verses 1-7 through seven. For the choir director, a song. A psalm 
to be accompanied by stringed instruments. May God be merciful and bless us. May His face smile with favor on us. Interlude. May Your ways be known throughout the earth, Your saving power among people everywhere. May the nations praise You, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise You. Let the whole world sing for joy, because You govern the nations with justice and guide the people of the whole world. Interlude. May the nations praise You, O God. Yes, may all the nations praise You. Then the earth will yield its harvests, and God, our God, will richly bless us. Yes, God will bless us, and people all over the world will fear Him. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 27. If you search for good, you will find favor. But if you search for evil, it will find you.
Here's today's In Touch devotion. Today's scripture reading quotes Jesus in verse 15 of John chapter 14. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. When parents ask why their son or daughter didn't do what was asked, the response is often an excuse. I didn't hear you. I didn't have time. And I didn't realize you wanted it done right away are familiar statements to moms and dads. In a similar way, Christians tend to offer a wide variety of justifications to the Heavenly Father. Excusitis is all too common an ailment. Excuses are an attempt to shift responsibility for what we've done or failed to do to something or someone besides ourself. We may fail to achieve God's plans for another reason. Greed. Selfishness won't help us succeed. But generosity, giving as the Lord commands, taking the opportunity to speak words of encouragement, or using our time to help others, brings blessing. Acting against our conscience is another hindrance. It makes us double-minded. We feel guilty over our action, but want to continue anyway. In this condition, we find that our concentration diminishes, preventing us from putting our wealth of experience, ability, and talent into the work God has assigned us. Another obstacle is laziness, which is often accompanied by many excuses and yields the same result, disobedience to God. For example, the Lord commands all of us to practice the one another's found in the middle of Romans chapter 12, but frequently His instruction goes ignored because we think it takes too much effort. With the Holy Spirit's help, we can overcome these common negative tendencies. What is He prompting you to work on?
Rebecca Bouchon, who's an executive assistant from Carlsbad, California. By the way, I lived in San Diego many years, know right where it is. Beautiful place right on the ocean. Said, John, talk about influence. Well, influence is what we all want, what we all need, and it helps us to be a better leader. If you can increase your influence, you can increase your leadership ability over others. Now, here's what's amazing. People think of influence sometimes as title or position. Say, well, that person has influence because of who they are or what they've attained or the, or, or, or the, or the job that they have. Influence begins by every day just doing your best to help people. If you help people, if you add value to them, you begin to increase and you begin to enlarge your share of influence in their life. Here's what I know. The people that influenced me throughout my life are people who cared for me and who intentionally deposited good stuff in my life. So I think influence is intentional, and I think influence adds value to others. And if you want to be a person of influence, then get intentional about adding value to other people.
myself in A good on a promise Never heard again If you lost and loaded You're broken down Bring all of your trouble Is the name, the name that saved me. Mercy and grace. 
Thanks for listening. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for the next edition of Transformation Radio.